0: Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. We are delighted to welcome you to today's episode of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Our signature is featuring women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who lead lives that illustrate inspiring ways to learn, contribute, and make a difference as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest will focus on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance.
1: Today, we are so pleased to introduce you to Carol Dysart. Carol is 77, right, Carol?
2: That's right. That's right. I'm proud of it as of last Monday.
1: Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, so welcome to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined Podcast. And we're very excited to have you because you are a particularly dynamic, active woman whose passion for helping others communicate from knowledge knowledge plays out as a personality science and relationship expert. And you're a speaker, you're an author, an interpersonal communications coach, and you're known internationally for your expertise in using well-designed instruments called personality profiles. Carol, you believe that people literacy will help our world start speaking and listening from love, compassion, and joy. Some of the themes that we're going to explore together today are what brought you into this world of teaching people smart skills? What are the tools we can all use to learn more about another? And how do you think about aging, if at all? What's changed for you personally that gives wisdom to your experiences today? Let's start our conversation by your telling us a bit about your history. Where did you grow up? What kind of work have you done? And where are you now, both in work and out?
2: Carol? Hi, well, Gail. Hi, Karen, uh, Catherine and Gail. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share with you and your listeners. Because aging is something that, i it's just, you know, in, in my attitude, it's just a number. Well, it, it's, it has nothing to do with how you are and have to be. And I think I've known that. From the beginning, I grew up in Pasadena, California, and have been a native Californian. And um, went through school UCLA for my undergraduate work, and then I started teaching right away with my secondary education. And so, for about, and I and I was married. Let's see, not right then. Let me just think. So <laughs> I, I, I started teaching and then I got married. I had children. And for 15 years after graduating college, that's pretty much consumed my life. And one day I decided to go back and get my master's in counseling so that I could teach parent education at the college level. You had to have a master's. So I went back and got that in the evening, and by then I had children um, under five, I guess. And so in one of the classes, I had to take a, a profile, and it was the DISC personality profile, which a lot of people think I invented because I fell in love with it and have used it then ever since then for four years. But I saw something so dramatic, and having taught already high school, middle school, homeschooling. I had been every kind of teacher for 15 years, and I knew that there was nothing in our curriculum that helped people understand themselves. And I thought in 10 minutes you'd fill out this simple answer, most least, most least, most least questionnaire, and it spells your life out as if somebody had interviewed your mother. I said, how did you get this?" so i immediately went got certified and the very next year as i started my career new career path i quit my teaching job and decided to have a business of my own because i was a entrepreneur from the heart from the beginning my dad was an entrepreneur my grandpa was an. i mean i just knew i had to have a opportunity to reach a lot of people so started a business, went to a business school the following year, and they were using DISC inside that course. Hmm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I am home. Hmm. And so that's where it all started. And, and my main, I'll just add that my main purpose was to, to teach parents of young children, the ones that I'd would te- been teaching in my classes all this time, I wanted to teach parents how not to mess up their kids by, you know, imposing their own personality style and making the kids feel like that was the only way to be. So that launched a 40-year career that I still am just feeling like I'm just starting now because I have whole new ways of doing parent education.
0: So is parent education still
2: your main focus? It's my main love, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't make money there in the beginning, Catherine. So... Mm -hmm. I, I, it frustrated me because I knew that I needed to get it to the people who could take it home with them. So I thought, ah, I'll go to business, into business. They need me in corporate boardrooms and every CEO mm-hmm. and every executive and every team leader, every manager, they all need it. So I did get a lot of, of business there and I taught even at schools, I would teach staff development. Using DISC and teaching the teachers. So, teaching parents, teaching teachers, teaching business people to take it home and appreciate their families from the understanding of it. And, you know, there's never been a one answer. I never did fulfill everything I see possible because we haven't, you know, there's still a lot of challenges out there. There's even more today. So, I have a lot of work to do. I feel like I could live for another forty years or years.
1: <laughs> I know the feeling. Could you give us an example of um maybe a client you helped or uh a family or parents somehow
2: yeah. so we
1: could really understand how disk is applied
2: yeah good i good that's a great question i I'll tell you one in business that i I put in my books I've written quite a few books, just self published and training uh books that made me really see I went I was teaching at San Diego State a class for executives I was a guest speaker and three vice presidents of a local company came up to me and said oh my gosh after they saw their profile they said we have got to have you come to our company they said our CEO is driving us crazy in the boardroom and he is about to lose his top one of his top executives who's threatening to leave with about $8 million worth of business that he brought into the business. He was upset with the manager, um, the CEO, and he was about to leave. And so in profiling this executive, the CEO developer of a, it was a technical firm, he, I knew he had to be a very analytical person to have started a very successful company. But I looked at his profile and in the disc profile, you get an internal view and an external view. And his internal view told me he was a high steadiness style. The D I S C for dominance is D influence is I steadiness is a slower pace, conscientious, thorough personality. And then he was also a compliance. The C stands for compliance and cautiousness and detail and analytical. I knew he had to do that because he was working with multi-million dollar contracts for government programming and computer work. But he thought, I looked at his at his um, other graph, which showed me how he thinks he is out in the world, like the hat he wears to work, the mm-hmm. mask we put on when some people have to go to a job that's very unlike their home environment. And, um, and so I said, you think you're a high people person? I see by this graph, you think you're a people person? He goes, yeah, I am a people person. I said, well, let me show you this. I said, you're not really. You'd rather they all go home and let you do work by yourself. He <laughs> kind of looked shocked. And then he, 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 he resisted three different times. No, 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 I'm a people person. I said, well, I know you think you are. He said, look, I took all those Dale, um, you know, the... Dale Carnegie. Yeah, Carnegie Win Friends and Influence People classes. I said, yes, you had to take it as a class because you had no clue how to be a people person. <laughs> it was <laughs> that strategy. with him? Strategy was the word I used. I said, it's a strategy for you. He fell back in his chair. He slapped his forehead. He went, Oh, my God, you're right. It was a strategy. He hired me mm-hmm. on the spot. He said, can you be back at uh, noon? I'm bringing all my executives in from all over the world. They're flying in right now. We're meeting at noon. I want you to profile the whole team. And mm-hmm. I was there for a year, and I would mm-hmm. sit once a month. He would bring in one of his direct reports. He would show their pro- his profile. They would bring theirs. And I facilitated them sharing What was important to them? What were their strengths? Where were they not as strong, and needed to surround themselves with people? It's it's no different at home or at work. You need a team, and if everybody is the same style or you know some big gap there is, you you have to make it up some other way. So we ended up. He moved up to chairman of the board. His person that was going to leave moved into the president CEO role, (laughs) and (laughs) everything. You made
1: an impact, didn't you?
2: <laughs> I guess. It was, a, it was a wonderful feeling. And there were, oh, I have a lot of stories, but we don't have time. You can. <laughs> you can
1: <laughs> well, if we have up. time, we'll ask you for another one. Yeah.
0: I think what stands out for me about this story, also Carol, is that you persisted with him, or he allowed you to, Yes. and then his the courage that it must have taken for him to share yeah. his own profile with all of these other people
2: yes thank you well the the point was he acknowledged that this is the truth mm-hmm. and a and disc is not like a myers-briggs profile most people know about myers-briggs it's a psychological look inside of you to mm-hmm. see you know what your motivators are mm-hmm. DISC is observable behavior it's needs motivated observable behavior when you can observe a style And see a person's either big picture, high D dominance. You know somebody Mm -hmm. that's a high D. Fast moving, bottom line, doesn't take a lot of time schmoozing. Whereas the I is your influence style. They love to talk and talk about their family and their friends and they're talkative like me. (laughs) And they're steadiness, quiet people like this guy was. He wasn't at all a people person and he thought he was. So he... You know, it drives you when you don't know who you are. That was a big aha for me, was that I'm committed that people get, they have a gift in whatever their style is, and not to admit it, not to own it, and not to see it is a crime. You know, it's a crisis for them. Mm -hmm. So
1: uh, I'm wondering, do you have a disc profile? Have you done your own?
2: Yeah, oh, of course. And, you know, I've taken it many different times, And I always come out high-I. The influence, high-I means the influence style. For me, I love people. I love influencing and inspiring people. It's just part of my DNA. It is right there in the profile. And I'll tell you one thing, that there's a word enthusiasm. That's a, a quality of a high a person who is high in it, when I say high, I mean high in the intensity in which you use that quality. We all have all four styles in us, dominance of big picture problems, influence of people, but some of us use it more often than others. If we're outgoing and talkative in the I or the leadership in the D, we do that more often than we do the other two styles but not knowing what you're not as well as what you are leaves you only stuck with what you know that you can and like doing, but it leaves you three quarters of the population. You're missing their primary style. We each have a primary and often a secondary driving style to our behaviors and we Mm -hmm. can dance on the disc, I call it and change our behaviors based on the situation. It's all situationally based. Because you know who you are with your children and and as a mother and as a partner is very different than maybe how you have to be if you're presenting in a corporation or a teacher or mm-hmm. you know. So the role that we play determines what style works. But I would think that there'd
1: be a a big use for this in determining the culture of an
2: organization. Oh, thank you. Yes. It is true. It is that that is why these three VPs came and said please come help us cuz every ter- way they turned they weren't getting any cooperation. It turned out oh, in that same company just it's a perfect example the uh, Carlos the techie guy was an employee and his manager would give him all of his work he uh, he had to come in and get it and then go back and do the work technician with the computers come back and I I met with them he I was hired to do individuals within the teams and any place that they needed help and I said Carlos I said do you like your job and he and right in front of the manager he said I actually don't he said I'm not really happy and I said why not and i asked the manager i said are you okay if he tells you what he really would like because in my teaching i say if you don't train other people and teach them what you do like who is going to tell them for you if you have a preference it's your job Mm -hmm. to tell them what you're good at what you like what environment in carlos's case he probably had never thought of asking carlos how he wanted to receive his assignments Carlos said, you know, I hate it when you make me come back and do one at a time, and I just feel like you're micromanaging. And so the manager said, well, no problem. What would you like? He said, just give me all my assignments and let me manage my time and my day. Mm-hmm. And he said, sure. I can." I said, is that okay? He goes, yeah. So he changed the way he delivered the job to Carlos. And a month later, I was there in the halls past. Carlos, how's it going? He said, oh, I love my job now, Carol. (laughs) I said, why? He said, because I feel like I'm an important part of the company. Mm. I said, really? He said, yes, now that my boss understands me, I now know that I am important and this company needs me.
0: And that is what he said. Carol, I'm I'm curious whether, um, I know that your main instrument is the disc. I'm wondering, are there other personality profiles that you use to complement the DISC? Yes, there are other
2: models. There's a lot of different profile models for different reasons, for different focuses. And I only use DISC, and now I'm using also one that was developed by one of my students who came and asked me after a class one time, she said, Carol, I'm in sales. I need to find out what the style is of my customer Mm. so I can better serve him and save time because she was a very high dominant style, very quick thinker, loud and big picture, but she didn't have time for details. And I said, you know what? DISC is about how you do work. You're looking for how they buy She said, yes, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. So she went out and developed, over the last 10 years, a very successful system called the BANK system. And I thought that was funny. She named the letters for Blueprint, Action, and Nurturing, and K for Knowledge. Because she says, when you know these four styles, you can take that to the bank.
0: Hmm. Oh,
2: that's very clever. (laughs) So that's (laughs) another system I like. But it was based on DISC, and then she adjusted it, and it is slightly different. So it's enough different that I like giving people that are in sales. I share the bank model uh, for people at work, for HR, for hiring, for Hmm. other stuff. DISC is perfect.
1: Tell us a little bit about um, what's changed for you in the business world over the years that you've been doing this. You said you've been doing it for 40 years. Yes. How, how, has, how has it changed? Maybe the people you work with, maybe the way that you work. What, what, do you, uh, what have you experienced that you could share with us?
2: Well, the biggest change is technology, of course. When I started in 1980 it was there was no email there was no internet we couldn't have possibly even thought about sitting here like we are talking via internet computers phone so technology has changed and in fact one of the things that my student brought in with the bank system i just was testing this weekend with the ceo of her technology department you're now going to be able to read people's style and understand them by clicking a mouse on their linkedin page or their website mm-hmm. and the in artificial intelligence can read their wording and predict their style and help wow. you up with a graph and tell you exactly how to write it uh, an email back to them this is what blew me away just i just saw this this weekend mm-hmm. and and it actually if you're going to email them The system, you type in your email. So it says, okay, here you're talking to a K, a high-knowledge person. Talk to them in language that's detailed analytics. Give them the specifics, you know? Like for an I, like me, a people person who's now called nurturing over in the other system. (laughs) He said... The system says don't schmooze them. They don't want to hear anything. So you type your letter, and the system reads your letter and says, "Yep, that'll work." Or, mm. "No, put in more words that are analytics." I mean, this is this is on LinkedIn through it, LinkedIn. It, it uses LinkedIn. It go no linked. It doesn't use LinkedIn, but it the example I saw, he clicked. A man was speaking. We were at a conference together. Okay, a man was speaking. He went to his LinkedIn profile while the man was speaking. He clicked on the man's profile. It popped up in his computer screen, the man's whole LinkedIn profile, his picture, his data, his oh, wow, his email, and then it gave him a box and it showed oh and it showed him his graph of which intensity was most highest in the bank system. And he, and then he opens a box and it said okay, um, click on this and it downloaded the data information for the CRM, the customer um, resource, what is it, management system, but it 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 then gave him a box to write an email. It would depend on how you told the system you were going to either email him or you were calling him, and it gives you their profile and tells you exactly what they like because the buying style is what you like and value not how you do mm-hmm, things, you know mm-hmm. so it was different so that's I haven't seen the full-blown system but it's launching this next month and for a dollar people will be able to practice
0: it and check it out <laughs> that's a, that's exciting you know Carol I would like to ask you something a little more personal yeah, sure. and that is uh, I have a couple of questions one is it seems to me that you are you are so engaged in your work and and very curious about Advancements such as technology, and I'm wondering if there are other passions, other things that you would like to pursue. Uh, We think about the time we have left, and are there other avenues that you want to to uh, follow to enhance your life? Well, I do have a sub
2: uh, company. I have a People Smart Enterprises is my corporate site, and within that. I have a youth department, so I have grandchildren. I just love being with them. I've written some songs based on the tunes of nursery rhymes and mm. teaching the kids how to sing about D, D, dominant D control, things all the way. So I love bringing my love and passion for people smart skills. I, I, I cannot go and think or be anywhere without being able to, wanting to contribute to helping people see themselves as the gift they are. Mm-hmm. That is my passion, and it happens to be my work, so I'm not going to work. Mm-hmm. I play. It's called Plurk. P-L-O-R-K. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, tell us about Buckminster Fuller.
2: Yes, thank you. Uh, Bucky was the one that really inspired me. I think because of Buckminster Fuller, he was a, on the faculty of the uh, Accelerated Business School for Entrepreneurs. You should look that up. And there's a lot of data and pictures about him. He was the mentor and helped the developers of this course that was taught through accelerated learning. And Bucky was on the faculty. And part of this month-long business school would be the faculty that were guest speakers would come and actually eat meals with us and stay in the same place we were staying. So we got to spend time. And Bucky said an interesting thing. He said, first of all, this was in 1980. He said, the computer is coming he said, it is the window to the world. And he said, um, the, but people are going to need to learn technology because, he said, if you were under 40 years old in 1970, which we all were, you, and because of nutrition, um, learning, interest in education of, you know, exercise and all the things that make you healthy, Um, he said we can expect to live to 149 years old (laughs) and older are you ready for that? and well I am I am it's like a big concern for the population what are we going to do and and the proof that it's happening it's the only one of Bucky's prognosis uh, predictions that hasn't come true yet because we haven't had long enough time but girl babies born today I learned recently in the mortality tables of an insurance company a girl baby born today has a life expectancy of 122. Oh that is what oh. physicality of her of, the, of how the world is shifting so for us not to pay attention mm-hmm. to the fact we can live a long prol- prolific and healthy life that it's up to us in our mindset how long we wanna live. And if we prepare ourselves, and if you're doing things you love, there is no limit physically, it's all mental. It's all mental. <laughs> even, even I believe, I'd love to get a grant. If anyone's listening that could help me get a grant for I don't know what the uh, hospitals or the health system, I believe that I can predict Who are more likely to have heart attacks and get, you know, physical cancerous cells. It's it's so much comes from the worry and the thought inside or the culture. You talked about the culture of a company being important. The culture of our whole community Mm -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. to how we think. So I just want to encourage people, our age and older and younger, please realize you are in control. It is your thought. That you can change and just like your personality has you until you see it and have it yourself Mm -hmm. and own it and say, oh, I need to raise more dominance today because I'm going to go do this. But you can come back to your natural style and shape.
1: you have a universal message that's for sure
2: yeah it really is how
1: do you think about aging uh, you know you, you may not live to 122 but you probably you could very well live over a hundred mm, so, yeah. yeah and that's 30 some years from now so so uh, how have you prepared for a longer life and you know and especially in terms of our listeners what can you say to them that might help them think about what are all the things I have to think about if, if I'm going to be living till I'm uh, 105?
2: Yes. Well, it's important to plan ahead. I cannot tell you that even though I've known this, I have been such an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs don't have the same kind of financial stability. So that's why I, I love my work and I plan to work and have Income, income will be the first need that people have. Otherwise, we move into a governmental, you know, community of of dependency on other people. So the first thing is to get yourself with a plan. You should get good financial planning earlier in life, um, especially help our young people. You know, the children that are are have parents that start putting money aside instead of buying gifts and stuffed toys and animals for your grandkids help them for sure by putting money aside into a insurance policy that will guarantee that by the time they're 65 and 70 they have money to live on until their life expectancy so you know get financial planning get a career and find and really tell the truth get a coach that can help you really listen and look to to see your profile and, and find out what your skills and gifts are. Plan your activities so they light you up every day so that you aren't ever bored and depressed because you're thinking you're getting old. If you're, if you have physical ailments, um, there's so much in natural science these days to get, get a, make a shift in your physical, well being, it is a mental job. You can, uh, there's a lot of healing work going on. If anyone wants to know, I have some major resources for just healing practitioners that can shift the way you eat and think and with new scientific endeavors. I just got a letter from the man, in fact, that started Money and You, the program that the business school, um, mm-hmm. he had the Money and You program in the business school. And that, he's come out with something that is a, um, I don't know if it's a liquid or a pill of some sort, but has super high, super food, super, you know, healthy ingredients that is changing people's whole ability to stay healthy longer and energize you, so.
1: Yeah, it's very, very interesting. You you know, I, I love what you just said that you should we should plan our activities so they bright, they lift they lighten us up every day. Yes. And so expand on that just a little bit in the in the little bit of time we have left.
2: Oh, I think you know <laughs> I just on 60 minutes I watch television to see where the trends are going. On 60 minutes there was a study they're they're actually experimenting now with a high dose of of ingredients that people go back into almost like an LSD mind-altering trip. And what it's doing is stripping out the old memories, the old story, not to say you're gonna lose your memories of wonderful things, build on those. Those are never needed to be let go of. But let's say you smoke and you wanna quit smoking, or if you've been diagnosed with a cancerous um, system, something in your system, They've been giving these. (laughs) They give the. I'm not really promoting the therapy that they're giving them, the drugs, (laughs) the mind altering thing. They say they put them into a deep thing for six hours, but once the story, watch this. It's on 60 Minutes. It's. They lose. The memory of the story that made them go do the behavior that wasn't good, whether it was uh, one guy was exampled there with alcoholism, another lady that had very bad smoking habits. Well, you know you're not going to live long if your liver is being eaten away, and if you're smoking and your lungs are filled, then you're going to die because you can't breathe. And now here we have all the vaping going on, and they're finding out that people's lungs can... Clog up Mm -hmm. with oil and kill Mm them. So whatever you eat, if you eat too much of anything, but it's in your mindset. So when these people got through this one therapy, this man said, I didn't used to think about love. He says, people would say, oh, all there is is love. And he goes, I went, yeah, 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 right? In the past. But he said, after this treatment and all of my old sarcasm and my negative thinking kind of was stripped away because the stories didn't mean anything anymore which is why some people are crotchety some people are very pessimistic <laughs> you know and you can see it on a personality profile i can tell the ones that are going to need to strip away more than others
1: well,
0: love. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a wonderful note to uh
1: to close on isn't it yes right the stories we tell ourselves right It is the
2: stories you tell yourself and replace it with loving thoughts, forgiveness, forgive yourself, forgive others. Yes. And just love your life. And if you're not loving your life, go find someone to help that's way off worse than you because (laughs) that will give you a joy. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Right. Right. So we just want to thank you. Do you have anything else at this moment?
0: No, I think uh, we want to thank you, Carol, for joining us today. Uh, Listeners, please share your thoughts on Facebook at Women Over 70. Ask questions, add to the conversation, provide feedback, and become an active participant in our community. Invite your younger friends, your family, your colleagues to join in. And our goal is to create an intergenerational conversation. So you can access our weekly Wednesday podcast at womenover70.com. If you know a woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us. And finally, thanks to the School of Continuing and Professional Studies at DePaul University for use of their recording space. See you on Facebook and next week on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at WomenOver70.com.